0: Section 20 of The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rick Vena. The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates. By Xenophon, translated by Edward Bish. Book three, chapter three. On the business of a general of horse. Socrates, at another time, as I well remember, had the following conference with a general of the cavalry. What was your reason, said Socrates? To desire this office, I cannot think it was that you might march first at the head of the troops, for the horse archers are to march before you. Nor can I believe it was to make yourself be known, for no men are more generally known than madmen. Perhaps it was because you thought you could mend what was amiss in the cavalry and make the troops better than they are. TO THE END, THAT IF THE REPUBLIC SHOULD HAVE OCCASION TO USE THEM, YOU MIGHT BE ABLE TO DO YOUR COUNTRY SOME EMINENT SERVICE. THAT IS MY DESIGN, ANSWERED THE OTHER. IT WERE WELL YOU COULD DO THIS, SAID SOCRATES, BUT DOES NOT YOUR OFFICE oblige YOU TO HAVE AN EYE ON THE HORSES AND TROOPERS? MOST CERTAINLY. WHAT COURSE WILL YOU THEN TAKE? continued Socrates, to get good horses. It is not my business to look to that, replied the general. Every trooper must take care for himself. And what, said Socrates, if they bring you horses whose feet and legs are good for nothing, or that are so weak and lean that they cannot keep up with the others, or so restive and vicious, That it would be impossible to make them keep their ranks. What good could you expect from such cavalry? What service would you be able to do the state? You are much in the right, Socrates, and I promise you I will take care what horses are in my troops. And will you not have an eye likewise on the troopers? Yes, answered he. In my opinion, then answered socrates the first thing you ought to do is to make them learn to get a horse back no doubt of it replied the general for by that means they would the more easily escape if they should happen to be thrown off their horses socrates went on you ought also to make them exercise sometimes here sometimes there and particularly in places like those where the enemy generally is, that they may be good horsemen in all sorts of countries. For when you are to fight, you will not send to bid the enemy come to you in the plain where you used to exercise your horse. You must train them up likewise to lance the spear, and if you would make them very brave fellows, you must inspire them, with a principle of honor, and inflamed them with rage against the enemy. Fear not, said he, that I will spare my labor. But have you, resumed Socrates, thought on the means to make yourself obeyed? For without that all your brave troopers will avail you nothing. It is true, said he, but how shall I gain that point of them? Know you not, said Socrates, that in all things men readily obey those whom they believe most capable? Thus, in our sickness, we most willingly submit to the prescriptions of the best physicians, at sea to the most skilful pilot, and in affairs of agriculture to him who has most experience in it, All this I grant you. It is then to be presumed that in the conduct of the cavalry he who makes it appear that he understands it best will be the person whom the others will be best pleased to obey. But if I let them see that I am most worthy to command, will that be sufficient to make them obey me? Yes, certainly, said Socrates. IF YOU CAN PERSUADE THEM BESIDES, THAT THEIR HONOR AND SAFETY DEPEND ON THAT OBEDIENCE. AND HOW SHALL I BE ABLE TO MAKE THEM SENSIBLE OF THIS? WITH LESS TROUBLE, ANSWERED SOCRATES, THAN IT WOULD BE TO PROVE THAT IT IS BETTER TO BE VIRTUOUS THAN VICIOUS. THEN A GENERAL, ADDED THE OTHER, OUGHT TO STUDY THE ART OF SPEAKING WELL? Do you imagine, said Socrates, that he will be able to execute his office without speaking a word? It is by speech that we know what the laws command us to learn for the conduct of our lives. No excellent knowledge can be attained without the use of speech. The best method to instruct is by discourse, and they who are thoroughly versed in the sciences... SPEAK WITH THE applause OF ALL THE WORLD. BUT HAVE YOU OBSERVED, CONTINUED HE, THAT IN ALL SORTS OF OCCASIONS THE ATHENIANS DISTINGUISH THEMSELVES ABOVE ALL THE GREEKS, AND THAT NO REPUBLIC CAN SHOW SUCH YOUTHS AS THAT OF ATHENS? FOR EXAMPLE, WHEN WE SENT FROM HENCE A CHOIR OF MUSICIANS TO THE TEMPLE OF APOLLO IN THE ISLE OF DELOS, It is certain that none comparable to them are sent from other cities. Not that the Athenians have better voices than the others, nor that their bodies are more robust and better made. But the reason is because they are more fond of honor. And this desire of honor is what excites men to excellent actions. Do not you think, therefore, that if good care were taken of our cavalry, it would excel that of other nations, in the beauty of arms and horses, in order of good discipline, and in bravery in fight, provided the Athenians were persuaded that this would be a means to acquire them glory and renown? I am of your opinion. Go, then. And take care of your troops, said Socrates. Make them serviceable to you, that you may be so to the Republic. Your advice is good, said he, and I will immediately follow it. End of section twenty.